Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. When you're a professional with a proven track record, you need to be careful about your predictions. They can go horribly wrong and make you look silly in so doing. For example, having one of the sharpest minds in the business didn't stop Mick Foley from telling the WWF to cut the floundering Rocky Maivia. Additionally, legendary booker Jim Cornette predicted the downfall of all elite wrestling for April 2020. Then again, sometimes the most extreme predictions find their purchase. I'm CypherWhatCulture.com and these are the 10 most uncanny predictions ever made about wrestling. Number 10. Jim Cornette predicts and changes the future. In five years' time, we're really going to need them. Those were the words with which Jim Cornette pleaded with WWE upper management as mainstream North American wrestling faced something of an existential crisis. He knew that WCW was doomed, he hated what ECW was doing, and he knew that the independent scene of the late 20th century was nowhere near enough to replenish the talent pool that had evaporated following the collapse of the territories. In 1999, he tasked himself with formalizing what we now call the development system. Driven by his loathing of the culture in Connecticut and Vince Russo, he reframed Ohio Valley Wrestling as the one-stop shop for building new stars. OVW booked its own shows and trained its own talent in addition to the muscle monsters dispatched there by WWE. While Cornette was a year off, WWE did need the new stars whose early careers he was navigating. The promotion was performing dismally when the boom bust, as Cornette predicted it would, but by 2005's WrestleMania 21, OVW graduates John Cena and Batista posted its record pay-per-view buy rate. Say what you like about Cornette, and many have, but he was an uncredited architect of WWE's future. Number 9. Jim Ross predicts the rise of John Cena. Jim Ross was equally perturbed about WWE's ability to create new stars as the new millennium dawned. The man was instrumental in procuring the signature of The Rock, to whom he extended what was then the biggest money offer ever made to an unknown rookie. Ross was adamant that Rock was worth the investment. He developed a great relationship with Brock Lesnar and his family, and even forbade the WWE. WWF from recruiting him in his senior year of college to convince his camp that he had his best interests in mind. He also personally interviewed John Cena, in whom he saw the next thing. Ross told Vince McMahon in the year 2000 that I think I signed our main event for in five years at WrestleMania. He went one better than Cornette, predicting the exact year with which the Doctor of Thugonomics broke big, and to put over JR even more, we have to remember that the John Cena he spoke to was the prototype, so to say it was the unfinished article would be putting it lightly. 
Number 8. Paul Heyman predicts the rise of Steve Austin If mainstream wrestling had listened more carefully to Paul Heyman in 1995, it might not have had to ring up high schools in the northern East United States in a request to stage its shows. When the year 2000 arrives, Paul Heyman wrote for WCW magazine in 1991, this man will single-handedly dominate the sport. This man was Stone Cold Steve Austin, and Heyman, naturally apprehensive about the ability of WCW to build him, was actually two years late. Austin had evolved into a megastar by 1998, and the use of single-handedly wasn't just Heyman indulging his brand of hyperbole, Austin was the player around which the WWF orbited at its very peak of popularity. Proving just how arrogant and detached WWE truly is, they didn't even respect Heyman after Austin broke big, and his better and more popular SmackDown was resented by WWE in 2002. Even now, he's the key architect behind the Roman Reigns mega-push. A spoiler, not a prediction, indeed. Number 7. Cody Rhodes is adamant that the indie movement is massive The five words that shaped the modern professional wrestling landscape are Cody Rhodes tweeting, I'll take that bet, Dave. Rhodes was convinced that the movement that sprawled across New Japan, Ring of Honor and the independent circuit, of which the elite were the centre, was only limited by its own browbeaten ambition. He knew that he could draw a five-figure gate and such a show could double as a pilot for something bigger than it was in and of itself. Accepting the bet from Dave Meltzer was itself a hint of his ability to promote a show. He cast himself as both underdog and industry saviour. Those who purchase tickets can not only watch a fun and significant event, but facilitate the next chapter of wrestling's history. They were part of it. It was because of them. Well, almost. As romantic as the tale is, it's not entirely accurate. While Cody and the Elite boasted quite incredible drawing records and made All In happen, Tony Khan was drafting plans for AEW already. Still, Cody's prescience was undeniable. It's little wonder that he was the top babyface when AEW launched. Number 6. Vince McMahon's biggest power play succeeds Vince was always incredibly erratic. He wanted to sign Bret Hart for 20 years before deciding that he didn't want him at all, but he always stayed true to that belief even when he had to convince Brett otherwise to get him to go away. And the reason being, Vince knew that WCW wouldn't know what to do with him. WCW booked excellent professional wrestlers with respect, but only to a certain level, and that's before the promotion fell apart. This was an especially bold gambit on the part of Vince because he let Brett go before Starcade 1997 happened, when WCW was kicking the living snot out of the WWF artistically and commercially. The WWF of 97 was excellent at its experimental peak, but WCW had actually discovered the way to connect to its audience, and its crowning achievement was imminent. Then, Bischoff lost his absolute mind with hubris, and, unable to build Bret Hart, went the controversy creates cash route by installing him as a referee. WCW made no cash with Bret the Hitman Hart, and Vince McMahon was laughing all the way. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number smart beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. 
Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Before we go any further, though, this show is sponsored by BetterHelp. Now, we all carry around different stresses. They can be big life worries or just, you know, little things like your favorite wrestler not being used properly. The thing is, when we keep them bottled up, it really can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever is weighing you down. It is really helpful too for learning positive coping skills and how to set boundaries. Therapy basically empowers you to be the best version of yourself. So why not give better help a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and best of all, suited to your schedule. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash whatculture today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash whatculture. Number 5. MJF predicts his career-defining feud MJF, before revealing himself to be a snake, albeit with bleak fatalistic justification, disclosed during his seminal feud with CM Punk that he was drawn to pursue his dream of being a professional wrestler because of him. This disgustingly talented man who is better than all of us and we all know it was capable of working towards another goal before he abandoned it. When dreading the prospect of furthering his education via football scholarship, he was reminded of his real goal upon viewing an Instagram post of CM Punk and Daniel Bryan shaking hands exchanging the code of honour before they wrestled as entrance number one and two in the 2011 Royal Rumble match. Then and there, MJF quit school and started his training. In his words on Facebook, he was about to dive into the adventure of a lifetime. Even a man as driven with as much self-belief as he is couldn't have predicted just how prophetic he was being. That very image not only drove the adventure of a lifetime, but informed what many consider to be the greatest professional wrestler program of the last century. MJF could retire at the same age most of his peers are stuck in the WWE Performance Center and leave the business as a legend. In a note of serendipity, 2011, the year of which MJF was reminded, was also the year in which... Number 4. Brian Alvarez predicts AEW Brian Alvarez of the Wrestling Observer Newsletter wasn't in the best of places in 2011 because pro wrestling sucked so much back then that its breath probably still stinks. TNA was deep in its woeful Hogan and Bischoff connection period. That garbage made the Vince McMahon of 2019 look as cutting edge as early 80s Bill Watts. The WWE meanwhile promised change but eventually booked the face of the revolution, CM Punk, as a scab on television. He crossed the picket line and into the corporate bosom of a man, Triple H, he had referred to as a doofus several months prior. Not only was wrestling terrible in 2011 but it also felt like wrestling didn't care that it was bad. So it was perhaps out of hope rather than prescient expectation that Alvarez despaired and wondered why a company like AEW couldn't exist. In his words, there's no reason you can't create a wrestling product where you can get all of the guys together and say, do what you want to do, create your own character, be yourself with the volume turned up. Maybe one of these days, someone's going to have some money and give it a shot. 
Thank you, based Alvarez, I guess. Number three, Dave Meltzer predicts the return of Daniel Bryan two years prior. When Daniel Bryan was medically disqualified and forced to retire by WWE, Dave Meltzer wrote the following in the February 13th, 2016 edition of the Wrestling Observer Newsletter. As more and more knowledge comes with the specifics of brain injury, solutions and aids in healing those specific issues will also be worked on. Adding, it is unlikely but it's far from impossible that one day Brian will show up on television and surprise everyone, telling them, today I consider myself the luckiest man on the face of the earth. Daniel Bryan was medically cleared on March 20th, 2018 and when he showed up on television he didn't allude to his next programme. He spent 10 highly charged minutes extending his gratitude to his fans, WWE and its medical staff and his wife Brie Bella. It was a bold prediction from Meltzer but not some romanticised uninformed guess. He sensed, without knowing the actual reality, that WWE might have a disproportionately cynical perspective on things given the way in which Dr. Joseph Maroon was portrayed in the film Concussion. He knew Danielson would indeed fight for his dreams and he consults with medical professionals to inform his stories. Most importantly, he knows that never literally never means never in pro wrestling. Number two, Reddit user correctly predicts every WWE pay-per-view results for years. Well, maybe not every correct result, but in the early to mid-2010s, R Squared Circle Reddit poster Dolphins1925, who claimed that he was provided inside information from a mole within WWE, had a not unremarkable record for their spoilers. Anybody could have written that John Cena wins lol and appeared somewhat smart, but Dolphins1925 was eerily accurate more often than not, and even provided additional context to his intel. For example, ahead of Payback 2013, he was told that Del Rio vs Ziggler was going to be a bizarre match, and it was. No regulation back and forth, it played with Ziggler's recent concussion to facilitate a rare intra-match double turn. On top of this, Dolphins also warned us all in advance that Roman Reigns was going over Daniel Bryan at Fastlane 2015. His record wasn't perfect, he predicted that Evolution would go over Shield at Extreme Rules 2014 in what may well have been a pure Triple H isn't doing two pay-per-view jobs in a row, what are you stupid kind of guesswork, and he had a total nightmare at WrestleMania 30. He then scorched the earth with his source in what was a desperate and pathetic bid to save face. So maybe his predictions weren't uncanny, and WWE was simply that predictable. Number one, Redditors get something right. A cursory glance at one of several 2022 predictions threads on Reddit actually yields something in the way of clairvoyance. User Courageous Donut, which is a fantastic username, predicted that William Regal would sign with AEW and assist their young talents, that Liv Morgan would win a WWE Women's Championship, and that Jay White and Kazuchika Okada would show up in AEW. Lark Hanen predicted that Keith Lee and Athena would sign with AEW and, sticking their neck out, claimed that we wouldn't see Karrion Cross in an AEW ring. Guessing that Tony Khan would show restraint with his checkbook was certainly bold, perhaps even uncanny, although that's rather undone by the fact that Khan apparently wanted Cross to do a one-off job to Wardlow. Country Caravan was downright eerie, predicting a year ago that John Laurinaitis and his generally being hopeless would compel at least one horsewoman to leave the company. Sasha Banks literally threw a title on his desk on the way out. They also predicted that bad publicity would lower WWE's brand value. And Mr. Dark went one further, correctly predicting, against all reason, that there'd be a big WWE management shakeup, one that could involve Vince possibly stepping down. And considering that by the early 2020s, most wrestling fans had resigned themselves to the fact that Vince was never leaving the company or dying, 
well, this was downright spooky, even if it didn't last. And that's the list! Let us know what you thought of this video down in the comments below, which of these predictions is the most remarkable in your head, and of course let us know of any others that we didn't include. Make sure you like this video, share it with your friends, subscribe and hit that notification bell. Head over to whatculture.com for more content on the daily. I've been Cypher Whatculture, and have a good week. 